This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we highlight a different dating topic. This week's episode is Rocking the Boat. But sometimes maybe you should rock the boat. We're going to get into all of that. Also in the lineup, we're talking about what's new in dating news. What happens when a guy sends his wife a spreadsheet of her excuses to not have sex? Ooh. Not a think, good idea. No, don't think it's going to go well. And the best and worst states for singles in 2019. Then we're diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions, including one listener who isn't sure whether to have a threesome with her husband or not, and another listener who catches her date's friends spying on her. But first, Angela, what is going on in your week? Um, so I have a friend who had a very funny incident on Tinder. Um and by funny, I mean he encountered a crazy person, as we all have oh, no. at some point. So he would like to remain anonymous. I will refer to him as Stanley. So in the middle of the night, Stanley goes in a text, I just got into a fight on Tinder. And I was like, how did you manage to do that? And he was like, well, you know, on Tinder now, uh, you share your Instagram handles pretty quickly. I sound like an old lady, like the kids now, they share their Instagram handles. But yes, of course. But, but yeah, sometimes they put them even in, right, in the little up. profile bio, blah, blah, blah. Exactly. Like when we when I was tindering, that was like less common. Like you had the option, but people didn't really, it, was, it felt like an invasion of privacy. But now it's like one of the first things that you do, which I get it. You get like a full clear picture of- Of their vibe. Their vibe, yes. Yeah. So uh, my friend Stanley broke up with his boyfriend- a few months ago, um, maybe it's, you know, it's March now. I think they broke up over the summer. So it's been some time. It's appropriate that he's dating again. It's not crazy. But he still has some photos with the ex-boyfriend on his Instagram. They're not like that far back because he hasn't posted a lot. So the guy messages him and he's like, I see pictures of your ex. And he's like, yeah, because I'm not a psycho. Yeah. I didn't delete them so all like a psycho. Stanley's would. like, yeah, well, we broke up a, a few months ago. He was moving back. Uh, it was like we ended on amicable terms. You know, he was moving out of the city, but we're we're still friendly. And the guy's like, uh, you must be crazy. Like, who would date you? You have pictures of your ex on your Instagram. Are you insane? And he was like being really aggressive Whoa. about it. I know. I thought it was like. I mean, it gets crazier, but I was even at that. I was like, okay, you have some stuff that you need to work out on your own here, buddy. I would have like blocked the guy at that point and been like, well, and I would have also blocked him from my Insta. Absolutely. But here's the thing. Stanley loves to argue. Stanley lives for this shit. So whereas I would have blocked this person, he kept going and he was like, you know, I, I just, I have a different perspective than you. And I think that we both have an opportunity to learn here. We're both going to learn a little bit. Oh God. But like a, li a little patronizing. <laughs> oh, completely patronizing. Uh, and yet was still shocked when this escalated things. And then the guy just kept being like, why don't you just block me? We're done here. Just block me. And Stanley was like, I have no ill will towards you. Why would I block you? Oh my God. He's pulling that like, <laughs> yeah. I'm above you intellectual bullshit. Yes. So then it, they stopped talking because clearly things were not going in a, to a romantic place. Uh, and while Stanley is telling me and my other friends this story in our group chat, he goes, oh my God, this guy just commented on my Instagram. And we're like, oh no. And he just commented a crying face on the picture of Stanley and his ex-boyfriend, <laughs> <laughs> which is 
like insane. Uh, and at that point, but that's actually kind of funny. That's kind of a funny move to make on this guy. That's like, I have no ill will towards right. you. And then he posts like a cry, like, I'm so sad you guys broke up. You were the cutest. Right. You're like Brittany and Justin. It made me laugh, but I was also like, whoa, <laughs> this guy's a firecracker. Yeah. Uh, so at that point. But Stanley's also fi- a firecracker. So. Yes. Yes. Well, yeah, he was living. If, if this had happened to me, I would have been like shook. Like, I don't like confrontation, even with a stranger on a digital platform. Like, I would have been like, oh, my God, like, I'm traumatized. But he just like he loved it. He was living That's for so it. But he did. He, did it, it, he said this is the first person I've ever blocked. Uh, he blocked him on Tinder and on Instagram. Did he keep, did he keep the crying emoji though? Please tell me. He no, got that. he deleted it because we were like, okay, send us. We all immediately went to the picture to look at the comments because then we wanted to see the guy so we could stalk him and like make our own judgment on what his deal was. But uh, Stanley blocked him right away. But he was like, his profile was private anyway. You couldn't have found anything. And I was like, clearly you're underestimating all of us because we would have found like his social security number in two seconds. Yeah, your friends are very good investigators, let's be honest. Yes. So watch out. I mean, I actually agree with Stanley's approach to like, I don't really delete pictures of exes off of my social media Yeah, unless platforms. things ended like horribly. Right. If it's, it's like you don't need to like delete your whole past and pretend right. things didn't happen. But I do understand the the problem with them showing up pretty pretty like up yes. at the top of his Insta. That might cause some problems. So just tell him to start posting some pics of sunsets exactly. and his acai bowls and we'll call it a day. And he loves a good landscape pic. So just, you know, just snap away, Stanley. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, what's going on in your week? Well, I got my period. Oh, I mean, big which, news. which is big when you like haven't had it in over a year because I was pregnant. So I obviously didn't have my period while I was pregnant for nine months. And then I'm breastfeeding. So I didn't have my period. You know, it takes a while if you're breastfeeding it like, you know, you can't you don't get your period right away. So right. And so, even when you had your period like a year ago, you had an IUD for a long time before that. So. Yeah, I had an IUD for like seven years. So I didn't get my period for seven years. But then I took it out. I got my period for, you know, a few years, a couple of years, I think. Um, but then, yeah, so I haven't had it in what's nine plus seven, 16 months. Wow. And how does it feel? Uh, it was shocking. <laughs> shocking. It was shocking when I, when I went to to pee and I and there was blood and sorry you poor <laughs> men that are listening to this are like Ugh. it happens but okay. you know what deal with it tab you know break down taboos periods are power I was listening to a podcast this is a side note and supposedly the word taboo I'm gonna totally butcher this but like I think that the word taboo in some, maybe it's Peruvian language, means period because it's like really? such a taboo topic. Hold on, I'm going to Google this while we're talking about my period. So, Angel, the reason I'm feeling so emotional is not because I'm emotional because I'm on my period. I'm emotional because technically this means I can get pregnant again. Oh, I didn't even think of that. I mean, is that a little exciting for you? No, I don't I don't want to have another baby. I'm not ready for this, but it's just the fact that my body is telling me like, "Oh, by the way, if you want to, you could have another baby." I feel like I just had a baby. Like, my baby You still, did. My baby feel that way cuz you did. My baby is still a baby. And and yet my body is now saying like, "You're ovulating again. You had your period. Like, would you like to have another kid?" And I'm like, "Nobody. No, I don't want to have another kid. Not yet. Is it it true that you're also super fertile right now? Because I've heard that like right after you have a baby is like the easiest time to have another baby. That's how Irish twins happen. Maybe. 
I, I don't know that much about it, to be honest. Well, it kind of happened to my cousin. That's why. I what ha- wait, tell me what happened to your cousin. Well, she had, I think, kind of infertility issues leading up to her first child. She had a really hard time having uh, or conceiving. So when, after she had her first baby, she was like, oh, it'll be a while before we have our second kid. And nope, she got pregnant right away. Wow. So that's wrap what it I'm, up. That's what I'm scared of because, you know, I, I had I struggled before. It took me like, you know, first six months, but then I had a miscarriage. You know, I dealt with my own problems. So I don't, I don't yeah. know how long it will take when I am ready to have a second kid. Oh, and by the way, it's a Polynesian language. Oh. The term taboo comes from. Uh, and yeah, it means like prohibited, disallowed or forbidden. But like in whatever this podcast I was l- listening to said it like revolved around like periods. So the word taboo is is uh it's literally about a periods freak people out they, they do i don't know why but i am currently having my period and this means like i could have a kid if i wanted to and i don't and i'm just feeling very emotional about this do you think do you think i'm right to feel emotional i suppose but it's, i think it's exciting you're entering it also means that like your baby's getting older you're entering a fun new phase with your baby where like your body's kind of back to normal and Life has adjusted to this new thing. Oh, I like the way you're looking at this. I told I, I told Nick almost as soon as it happened. I was like, he's like, hey, so like, want to get lunch? I was like, I'm on my period. <laughs> I'm bedridden for seven days. <laughs> I was like, I'm on my period. And he was like, okay. I was like, this means I could get pregnant again. He was like, he just took a deep <laughs> breath. He just took a deep breath. He was like, we're not going to talk about this right now. I was like, I'm, I don't, you know. Well, yeah. you can always go back on birth control. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't I, – I, I just – I'm going to wrap that shit up with a condom. There, yeah, why not? I, I didn't do well with birth control. If anything, I would get my IUD again. Right. And ever, as we say, you know, every woman – you know, you got to use what birth control is best for you because exactly. everyone's different. But for me, it just made me severely depressed. And don't they say that like really IUDs were kind of designed for, for women that have already given birth? It should hurt That's less true. when they put it in, I believe. Yeah, I hope so because it – it was worth it was so worth it it gave me like you know worry free 7 years it was the best thing i did for my body but it it only hurt but for talk a, to your doctor yeah talk to your see doctor see what's best for you yeah i know angela has had some <laughs> friends that didn't have good experiences for me it was the best thing in the whole freaking world but for that one minute it was getting put in it felt like someone was like squeezing my ovaries it was right. i was like oh my god that hurt so bad i've heard that it it's similar to a contraction yeah. The, that p- kind of pain. Yeah. Yes. Which uh, I have very low pain tolerance. So even one little mini contraction, I'm like, I'll use a condom. I'm yeah. okay. Yeah. You're going to be in <laughs> trouble. But anyways, that's literally what's going on in my week. It's going, what's going on in my body and my brain. I'm just, just a lot on my mind. Are you cramped? Um, or is it like a, does it feel like your old periods? You back to your old period self? No, because I was having like cramping feelings on my left side and I, and I was like, what the heck is wrong with me? Because I wasn't, there was no blood for like a week. So it was weird. I had like cramps for a week before the period showed up. It was like my body was warning me, but I didn't know what was going on. Hmm. It was very weird. So. Um, well, I say mazel tov. Thank you. On, on your first post Rilo period. Thank you, Angela. On that note, we're going to take a quick sponsor break. And then we're jumping into what's in the news. <laughs> We would like to thank our sponsor, Third Love. Third Love is a great new bra 
They have used millions of real women's measurements, and that's how they design their bras with breast size and shape in mind for an impeccable fit and incredible feel. When you go onto their website, you'll answer this quiz, which is a really fun quiz because nobody has asked me so many questions about my my boobs and my breasts and bra fit in my life. I was like, you really are understanding my chest more than anybody ever has. Do you, you feel that way? Yes. They care about your boobs. They really do. And how they are supported. Yeah, they ask you things like, right now, is your bra, like, what's wrong with your bra? Are your boobs, like, peeking out the side? Are they peeking out the front? Is it that the strap is falling down? And then they show you a bunch of pictures of boobs, and they're like, well, you know, which which boob does your, most looks like yours? Right. And it was like, whoa. I know. There really are so many different types of boobs. It's this very is, eye-opening. It especially, really is. And, like, their, their questions made me realize, like, oh, you know, I had gotten so used to bad bras that I didn't even realize this was a problem that my straps keep falling down. Exactly. Business. Yeah, that's called the Fit Finder Quiz. Over 10 million women have taken the quiz to date. That's a lot of people. We're in good company, Angela. Yep, and the quiz is actually fun. It takes less than a minute to complete. Did you know that breast shape matters when finding a good fit? Well, it does. Third Love helps you identify your breast size and shape and find styles that fit your body. They are committed to comfort and quality. Hands down, the most comfortable bra you'll own. They have tagless labels. That means no itching, straps that won't slip, and ultra soft smoothing fabrics and lightweight, super thin memory foam cups. My Third Love bra is legit the most comfortable bra I own. I also love that they have like the, you know, tagless labels because I always have to cut off my tags, you know, with other bras. But then I'll be like, oh, what size is that bra? I'll be like, God damn it, I don't know. Exactly. I cut off the tag. That's why I don't cut them off and then they bother me all day. I know. I know. They solve so many problems. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering our listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash single now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash single for 15% off today. What have you been reading about in the news, Angela? Um, Well, actually, one of our listeners was kind enough to tweet an article at us that was pretty funny. Um, So shout out to our listener at lionlover2005 on Twitter. I love when people recommend articles. They're usually better than any of the ones that I find myself. Uh, And this one was a hit. It's from the website Texts from Last Night. And the headline was, Husband thought it was a great idea to send his wife a spreadsheet of her excuses not to have sex. I feel attacked. This hits close to home. Uh, we've, We've done lots of podcasts recently where we talk about, like, you know, our libidos shifting, Laura's is higher, perhaps mine is a bit lower, you know, we're trying to meet in the middle with our... I know, sadly, I was like, this is really... I was like, should I make a spreadsheet? No, no, no. The whole point is that you don't <laughs> do this yes. to somebody. It, it dehumanizes them, makes them feel like a piece of meat. Yes. Makes them feel like the only thing you value in their relationship is sex. We'll get into all of that and more. First, tell right. them what, break it down. Yeah. So here's the context of how it happened. So basically, uh, this the, the woman in the relationship, she posted her story onto Reddit on the relationship subreddit. And this is what she wrote. She wrote, yesterday morning while in a taxi on the way to the airport, husband sends a message to my work email, which is connected to my phone. He's never done this. We always communicate in person or by text. I open it up and it's a sarcastic diatribe basically saying he won't miss me for the 10 days I'm gone. Attached is a spreadsheet of all the times he has tried to initiate sex since June 1st with a column for my excuses used verbatim quotes of why I didn't feel like having sex at the very moment. 
According to his document, we've only had sex three times in the last seven weeks out of 27, quote, attempts on his part. 27 attempts? It's like, chill out, bro. I know. Well, apparently he had a 10, that, that all that adds up to a 10% success rate, which is not great. Um, her <laughs> reading the excuses column, though, did make me laugh a little. It's stuff like, I'm watching this show. I feel sweaty and gross. Nonverbal. I'm exhausted. <laughs> They all seem like legitimate excuses, though. Like, like oh, if yeah. somebody is watching like their favorite show, maybe wait till it's over before you try right, to before initiate you, like, sex. Stick your wiener in her face. Um, they also and if she gets back from the gym and she's sweaty and gross, maybe wait till she gets out of the shower. Right. Well, that's the thing is for sex, like both people have to be into it. And if I'm not feeling sexy, then you have to respect that. Um, they also, they showed like the, one of the few times she said yes. And then the next day her excuse was, I'm still a bit tender from yesterday, which is again, oh my God, respect her body. I honestly, this guy sounds like the biggest asshole that he actually wrote. I'm a bit tender from yesterday in this column. You know, it's just feels so disrespectful to her body. Yes. Well, and if he was feeling insecure about their lack of sexy times, I think that the more appropriate response would be like to have a conversation with her and like if he's feeling insecure be like is it me am i doing something wrong is it something about the way i'm approaching it Uh, maybe you should look inside and realize and if if anything the spreadsheet should have showed him what he's doing wrong in his approaches instead of showing it to her to be like look at all the excuses you make of why you won't fuck me he should have written sure keep your freaking excel sheet but then look at it and be like is there a pattern here oh yes there is a pattern and the pattern is is i'm not approaching my wife at a time when she feels like good and confident i'm approaching her at the worst possible times when she just gets back from the gym or she's in the middle of her show you know or immediately the day after we had like a crazy night of sex you know and like chill out bro i think the fact that he thought it was okay to do something like this kind of probably shows where he's going wrong in real life in that he's just clearly not a good communicator and he's not reading her nonverbal cues or her verbal cues like he needs he has stuff that he clearly needs to work on so the the same girl um she posted kind of a follow-up and she said this is a side of him i have never seen before bitter immature full of hatred in person he's been acting normal the whole time maybe a little standoffish in the last week this is completely out of left field. Our sex life has tapered in the last few months, but isn't that allowed? We are adults leading busy, stressful lives. Yes, I, things go through ebbs and flows. That's normal. Yes, and she says, I cook for him. I do his laundry. I keep our house clean and tidy. It's not like our sex life was going to be this way forever. It was a temporary slowdown due to extenuating circumstances. And look at that. Like She's doing all these stuff for him. She's acting like his mother, basically. She's probably exhausted. Maybe like... Hey, clean a dish, buddy. Maybe she'll be real horned up for you. Didn't we haven't we read studies that show that guys that help out with household chores, like women are get like turned on by that or something? I feel like we have, but I can confirm that that is true. <laughs> You're like, I can personally confirm. I, I can personally confirm that that's true too. Well, anyways, I hope this guy realized that he was being a total douchebag. Right. Yeah. Like that's the thing. If you keep getting rejected for having sex and you're like making yourself vulnerable, I get that it could hurt your feelings, but you need to be a grown up and talk about it. Talk it out. Exactly. All right. You want to know what I've been reading? Yeah. So I was reading wallethub.com. They they do like a lot of, you know, comprehensive studies and and uh, and this one was the 2019. Okay, not studies, but they they like comprehensive reports. Yes. They 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 like uh 
they question people, right? They, yeah, exactly. They take like polls kind of. Yes. Uh, and this is 2019's best and worst states for singles. Ooh. So to help unattached Americans improve their chances at finding love, Wallet Hub compared the 50 states across 28 key indicators of dating friendliness. The data set ranges from share of single adults to movie costs to nightlife options per capita. So take a guess. What was the, without cheating, Angela? I'm not looking. What do you think was the the best state for singles? The best state to be single based on like, they, you said one of the factors was like dates are kind of cheap. Um, okay, so how many single people there are, gender balance, most online dating opportunities, uh, you know, most restaurants per capita, most movie theaters per capita, you know, yeah, cheapness of dates. Like there's 28 different indicators. So it's a lot uh, of stuff that goes into this. I feel like things that we've read before have said like Washington, D.C. is a good place. So that didn't make the top 10. Oh. Uh, number one was Florida of all places, which is so oh. funny because don't you just think of Florida as a bunch of old people? I guess, you know, uh, there maybe there's a lot of old single people. <laughs> that Hey, they count. They, they definitely count. count and they get the early bird discount. So dates are probably really cheap when you're eating dinner at four o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> number two was California, which I didn't love dating when I was out there, but I was, you know, 21, 22. And I just thought all the guys wanted to, you know, I was in, living in LA and everyone was just like trying to be an actor. And I just found it very surfacey. But California made number two. Then you got it's also Texas. also a huge state. So true. we're talking gender balance. But I haven't heard good things about dating in like, Silicon Valley, San Francisco either. I've just heard that it's like a bunch of, you know, like tech guys and it's like a bro fest. I don't know. Maybe San Diego's better. Santa Barbara, maybe. I don't know. Calmer vibes. Yeah. Um, Texas, number three. And then our state of New York is number four. Then Pennsylvania, Illinois, Ohio, number seven, where Nick is from. Then Wisconsin, Massachusetts, and Michigan. Uh, Number 50, the worst place to date is West Virginia. Oh, I, yeah. I wonder, I guess maybe the, are there like more men? What's what's going on in West Virginia? I don't know. It's just not a good place. Uh, and then uh, some of the other ones that, that made like the bottom 10 were Arkansas, North Dakota, Wyoming, Kentucky, Mississippi, Alaska was number 44, Alabama 43, Kansas 42, and then New Mexico. So. Alaska does not surprise me because I don't know if you remember, but like Oprah used to do these specials, I think in the 90s, maybe the 80s. But, early 90s where they, she had like the Alaskan lumberjacks come on and they would like they were looking for love and oh, there were no God. women yeah so they would like have these like uh they like love letters that they'd write to women from all over the country that's and, so funny yeah they needed to ship in the ladies so here's some stats uh Louisiana has the highest share of single adults California has the most fitness and recreational facilities, which is something they took into account, which is 8.8 times more than Hawaii, the state with the fewest fitness and recreational facilities. But but this is what where I think they didn't take this into consideration. Even though Hawaii maybe doesn't have a lot of fitness and recreational facilities, it's freaking Hawaii. Right. People are you out surfing. need to. Yeah. They're out surfing, bro, or they're hiking volcanoes. You don't need, <laughs> you don't need to have a treadmill. Uh, North Dakota has the lowest unemployment rate for the single population, so that's pretty good. Uh, Mississippi, though, has the highest, so that's a bummer. Um, I'll tell you some other fun stuff. Uh, let's see. Most online dating opportunities, they found that number one was New Hampshire. And the highest medium annual household income, number one, was uh, Virginia. Hmm. Most restaurants per capita was California. So that maybe helps. Okay. Yeah, oh, California help. and New York, I think we're like kind of tied. Oh, well, California, New York, Florida, and Texas were tied for number one. So that's 
you know, helped boost those up to the top. I like that New York was in the top 10. I think a lot of people, including myself, have like a love-hate relationship with dating in New York because you know, dating's hard anywhere. I think, you know, people are like, oh, I can't, I'm single and I live in New York, so New York's terrible to date in. But the truth is there's so many interesting people and there's so many interesting things to do. I actually think it's it's not so bad. I know. I get asked, you know, a lot of my friends that are still single and they're struggling and they're like in their their early 30s. They're like, oh, you know, I'm sick of dating here in New York. Like, like I'm going to move. And I try to tell them, like, I don't think that that's the solution. I think maybe you need to change your approach. It's because you keep hanging out in the same circles. You go to like the same crazy bars and get like wasted with the same crazy group every week. And I'm like, yeah, no, no shit. You're going to like meet, you know, kind of a crappy guy when you're like wasted at a bar. Like, Maybe you need to change up what you're doing within this amazing city. Yes. And that's the beautiful thing about New York. Every neighborhood feels just so different. So if you just like, if you live in Brooklyn and you go to the Upper East Side, you're like, wow, I'm in a whole new world with lots of great bakeries. A hundred percent. And I think this applies to like a lot of different places, no matter where you live. Mm -hmm. On that note, it is time for us to jump into our mailbox. But first, let's take a quick sponsor break. We would like to thank our sponsor, Care Of. Care Of is a monthly subscription vitamin service that delivers completely personalized vitamin and supplement packs right to your door. I love them because I don't have to open a bunch of different bottles. That's annoying. I like to travel a lot. I can just throw the packs in my bag. And, you know, and it, it's hard to know what kind of vitamins you need, but but they help solve that with their online quiz. That's right. Care of's fun online quiz asks you about your diet, your health goals, and lifestyle choices and takes only five minutes to find out your personal scientifically backed vitamin and supplement recommendations. Um, getting your vitamins should be easy and convenient. And that is why care with Care of... Um, they just send them conveniently to your door. They deliver daily vitamin and supplement packs customized to your recommendations to promote personal health and wellness. Yeah. And did you know that 90% of people fall short of the FDA recommended guidelines for at least one vitamin or nutrient? You know, you can find out where you're lacking with Care-of's online quiz and get back on track to reaching your health goals. I found out that I need to start taking calcium. Who knew? And guess what, guys? If any of you are vegan or vegetarians, Care of is going to be great for you because they have supplement options available to match your specific dietary needs. Yep, it's great. For 25% off your first month of personalized Care of vitamins, go to TakeCareOf.com and enter our promo code, This Is Why. That's TakeCareOf.com and enter our promo code, This Is Why, and you will get that 25% off your first month of personalized Care of vitamins. We would like to thank our sponsor, Postmates. Other than your absolute best friends, who could you ask to bring you red wine at 4 p.m., sushi at 9 p.m., and a breakfast burrito at 8 a.m.? Postmates. And I'm going to be honest, Angela, I don't even think my best friends would do that for me. No, only Postmates. Only Postmates. This is also great for date nights, guys. Dates, date nights, you're like, oh my God, my date is going to be here really soon in an hour. I, I need to get ready. I don't have time to go out and get wine. I want like a bottle of wine for my date. We were going to like watch a movie and have a glass of Cabernet. So all you got to do is you could still do your hair, get ready. Just order that wine on Postmates. That's all you got to do. Or maybe, you know what? Screw it. It's a night alone. You want to pamper yourself. You don't want right. to go out in the cold. It's winter. Just get Postmates to bring you whatever you need. Postmates is also amazing when you're sick because you're, it's like amazing. You can get soup delivered, but I've also found places that have like medicine. You could have like Tylenol delivered. Postmates. Genius. 
is saving your butt. So Postmates is your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever you can think of delivery service all year round. No more trips to the store. You don't even have to know where the store is. Postmates will deliver anything to you. You download the app for iOS or Android for free, browse local restaurants and businesses, and track your delivery. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, Postmates will bring you what you want within the hour. Anything you're craving, Postmates can deliver. They're the largest on-demand network in the known universe with more than 25,000 partner merchants. Wow. Wow. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100. Angela. Oh my God. That's crazy. A free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app right now and use our code THISISWHY. That's code THISISWHY. For $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Get anything you need, anytime you need it. Download Postmates and save with our code. This is why. All right, Angela, what do we have in the mailbox this week? Well, first up, we actually got a ton of responses about our conversation about um, talking to your hairstylist. Yes, that was one of the things I talked about a few podcasts ago. I... I wasn't in the mood to talk to my hairdresser because, you know, now that I'm a busy mom, I very rarely get time to just chill out and read articles, you know, like it's hard to read or do anything when I'm watching my baby. And if I'm not watching my baby, I'm usually working. So I don't get a lot of free time to do free reading. So I wasn't in the mood to chit chat about her dating life. And I felt like an asshole afterwards that I was just silent while she's applying foils to my head for like two hours. And I talked about, you know, was I a jerk or not? And we heard back from a lot of hairdressers. So I thought we would read a couple of the responses responses. Go for it. All right. First one, Laura, Angela's completely correct. Sometimes hairdressers don't want to talk. If you don't want to just tell her I'm a hairdresser. And honestly, I love not talking just as much as I enjoy catching up. We all talk all day long. It's nice to get a break. Sincerely a loyal listener. See, I knew it. All right. Read the next one. Okay. Dear Laura and Angela, I just heard your conversation about Laura feeling guilty for not wanting to talk to her hairstylist sometimes. As a hairstylist myself, I secretly love when my clients are in a quote, quiet mood. It's an opportunity to just concentrate on what I'm doing. Sometimes when I'm in a quiet mood myself, I will say to my clients, hey, sorry if I'm a little quiet. I'm just in the zone applying these foils. Free, Feel free to grab your phone or read a magazine. I would so love if a hairdresser said that to me, by the I way. <laughs> just give me give me the freedom to not talk to you. Oh. Yes. I wish more said that to me too. Um, she says, getting your hair done is supposed to be an enjoyable and relaxing experience. And that means you want to gossip or just read a book. We will tend to those needs. Anyways, thanks so much for doing what you do. You guys are awesome. XOXO, Hair by Hals. Yep. Love that she gave her little Hair by Hals at the end. Yep. Uh, uh, I'm assuming it's her Instagram handle, so everybody follow her. Yeah. Uh, also, my friend texted me and was like, tell Laura, same, I get the guilt and I don't want to talk. So I think this is so relatable. So many people go through this. Yeah. I, I made me feel so much better. All right. Now let's get into our questions. What do we got first? Okay, we have an anonymous listener first, and they write, I am a huge fan of the podcast, and I look forward to listening every week. Even though I'm not single, the show is so entertaining to me, and I feel like you give excellent advice. Well, great. We're not single anymore either, so we try to give advice both for singles and and people in relationships. So, so, you know, keep listening. Yeah, yeah. All the way, all the you way don't have from, to be single. From singlehood to, to having babies. We, we cover it all on the we show. We got now. it all, and thank you for calling our advice excellent. We need that kind of positive reinforcement sometimes. Um, So she goes on. Here's the deal. My husband and I have been together for almost eight years and married for about two. 
like most guys, he has a fantasy of having a threesome with another woman. First, I want to stop her right there. Yeah. I know she says like most guys. I know. I was thinking the same thing. isn't true. That That is that is like a guy gaslighting you to make you think that like it's normal. Like oh, most guys want to have threesomes. It's not true. Mo- I think it's, it's also, not a, it's not just guys. I think pop culture and porn, like all these things like kind of, well, they build men up to be like super sexual anyway. Like these like like they'll just like fuck anything and anywhere like two girls are better but like really like any other kink it's by person a hundred percent i can tell you right now nick would not want to have a threesome if i tried to bring it up (laughs) and And have you no 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 okay okay Uh, would ian want to i don't think so Uh, i think we got to call ian after the podcast (laughs) just to get confirmation on that i'm like pretty positive he would just be like uh He'd be too overwhelmed, I think. Yeah. He'd be like, oh, what do I do? Too much happening. Yeah. And I definitely would not be into it, but I guess that's no surprise there. All right. So, uh, so, so continue. So now that, yeah, we've clarified that. So this listener's husband definitely is into it. So she says, I usually respond by saying, there's a time and a place for everything and it's called college. (laughs) While I was single in college, I had fun and experimented with one of my best friends and a guy that I was casually hooking up with. If you are going to have a threesome, I feel like it's best when you are just casual so so that you aren't afraid of how it will affect a serious relationship. Now that we are married, he will only be able to experience this fantasy if I agree to it. Part of me feels like I don't want to be the reason he doesn't ever get to experience it. I completely trust him and know it won't ruin our marriage, but I know there will be feelings of jealousy because this is natural. Also, we are talking about having kids in a year, so I think if a threesome ever happened, it would need to be before kids. That's probably true. Um, What are your thoughts on threesomes while married? And here's the big question. If it was something I decided I was comfortable with, who would it be with? I wouldn't want it to be with a friend. That will just add to the weirdness. Do you just casually bring someone home from the bar? Either way, there will definitely need to be alcohol involved for me. Again, this stuff was much easier in college. I'm so interested to hear your thoughts on this. Love you, XOXO Anonymous. Oh my God, I feel so conflicted because I have so many different like feelings and yes. thoughts about this. I agree with all of her instincts. Number one, she sounds like a super understanding and cool wife to be like, I mean, I don't want it. I don't want to like... You know, I want him to, I don't want him to not experience this yes. ever in his life. And like, I love him and we love each other, but this is like a fantasy he's always had that he just never gave into. And now I don't want to be the reason to stop him. Like, she's very cool for, <laughs> for thinking that. And, and, you know, on one hand, it's kind of like what you said, Angela, where, okay, it's just a kink. You know, some people have kinks. You want to fulfill their, their kinky need in some capacity. But on the other hand, yeah, bro, you should have done this before. Like, you really should have. So, you know, I experimented and had one in my younger years. Yeah. But I was, like, 18, okay? Okay. I or maybe, maybe I wasn't even that Maybe, like, 20. But, like, whatever. My point is, is without going into details, I, I got it out of my system very young. And it did. It kind of like what she said. It just kind of happened naturally. It was not a planned thing whatsoever. Number two, there will be jealousy involved. Do not do it with one of your friends. That would be oh, yeah. my biggest advice. Uh, we had a listener write in like, oh God, it must've been like last year we talked about it on the podcast where she had had a threesome with like her, like a, another couple that was, and she was friends with the girl and then the guy and her fell for each other and like kind of started like talking and like wanting to hang out with each other on the side and it got real messy Real quick, just avoid that. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, if you got to do this before you have kids, because like, God forbid, it 
it does like totally fuck up your relationship. You don't want to like be dealing with that once you you have kids. So if you are even considering it, definitely do this before kids are involved. Yes. And you know, you could very well like do it the one time and he'll your guy will be like Laura and he'll be like, okay, that's out of my system. Checked off my bucket list. Tried it. Don't have to do it again. He might be like, let's do this all the time. It's awesome. <laughs> but it could also just be like, all this build up for nothing. I agree with Laura. It should definitely not be somebody that you know. I think the internet is your friend here. I wouldn't, you mentioned like going to a bar and picking somebody up, but that could, that's hard. And that, and people might think you're creepy. Yeah. I, I think, think you, you gotta, need to look for somebody who's specifically looking for this. Yes. Like on a dating app. What not there? I don't know what it is, but isn't there? Thrinder. Some, there's Thrinder. There's Thrinder. But and isn't there like some emoji you're supposed to use? Or I guess you just. Oh, well, you can do the unicorn emoji if you are like, like our former guest, Alana Heiss who is a unicorn, who I think would not be, you wouldn't be looking for a unicorn because unicorns well, explain like explain what a unicorn is for yeah. those that don't know. So a unicorn is a single person who kind of- A single woman. A single woman usually, I think, yeah, mostly. And they hook up with couples. Um, they don't date. It's not like you're in like a sister-wife situation. She just kind of comes over for sex, but it's like a regular- Thing. It's not just a one-time thing. So yeah, you could look for a unicorn that that is looking to, you know, hook up. I, I think you do kind of date a little bit, well, but it's she, not equal. I remember Alana was uh, telling us that it's, I guess, different for everybody. Like, But like for her, she had become close to the couple she was a unicorn for and they like went on vacation together. And I think she like went to their wedding even. Yeah. Um, but it was still like she wasn't, she didn't consider herself a part of their relationship. Correct. So, yeah, I think the internet is your friend if you do decide this. And, you know, we can't we can't tell you what to do. I, I think it's hard now that you're married. This is probably something, you know. Yeah, if it would have just happened, like, naturally early on, it's a it's a bummer he didn't get it out of his system. That's, all I, that's all I got to say. But I will say it gives me – so, like, the fact that she's done this before at least shows that it's something that she does turn her on. Like, it's True. not – she's not totally closed off to the idea. So she could – it's not like the kind of situation that we hear about a lot where the guy is really into it, the girl's not, and she does it to make him happy and doesn't enjoy it at all. Like you, could That would be really sad, and you should right. never do something that you're not into and that you don't give full, you know, excited consent for. Exactly. So, like, if you think that it's something that could sexually turn you on too, don't not do it just because you're like, I'm married and I'm old, I can't, I'm not allowed. Like, you can, you can do whatever you want. But uh, I think, yeah, the bigger question is just like, Stranger. Stranger, like, yeah. Stranger than Number one, like, who you pick. And then number two, just, like, the state of your marriage right now. Like, you said that, like, you trust him. You don't think anything crazy would happen. Like, as long as this need that he has to have a threesome isn't him, like, wanting to explore things outside of your relationship and is just, like, a sexual thing. And make it clear it's it's the one-time thing. And then if you do it and he wants to do it again, that's when you're going to need to have a talk with him and, like, and, you know, and be like, look, are you monogamous or are you not? Like, what's the deal? Because, you know, I wanted you said you wanted to get this out of your system. We did. You know, I, I'm not doing this shit again. Yeah. So. <laughs> all right. What else <laughs> we got helpful. in the mailbox? OK. Uh, next up. Who is this from? This is another anonymous email. So they write. Hi, Laura and Angela. I met a guy on Hinge whose profile seemed great. He was 28, a pilot and lived in the same area as me and went to the same college as many of my friends. We hit it off, so we went on a first date to a nearby bar. The first date was amazing. We had a lot in common, and I left the date thinking, wow, I'm really excited about this guy. Like any girl, I did some social media recon on this guy, aka scrolled way too far on his Instagram. So at this point, I was pretty familiar with what his friends looked like. This is my favorite 
uh, email. We've gotten in a long time, by the way. Just, oh, boy. Just you know, getting you excited. So that means things are about to get good. Okay. So she says, so we went on a second date. He took me to this really expensive sushi restaurant. This restaurant was only 500 square feet. So we sat down, ordered food and had. That's always the case with expensive places. They're really small. And the portions are really small yeah. usually. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we sat down, ordered food and had a great conversation. Then I looked around the table and started to notice the people eating next to us looked really familiar. <laughs> oh, my God. Then I realized all eight other people at the table with us were his friends. This is insane. This is insane. But she only knows that because she, like, stalked him on Insta. Okay, keep going. No, but he's this, she's not the crazy one here. Okay, so she writes. It oh, yeah, no, she's not the crazy yeah. one. I'll give you that. Uh, that that'll be the one little... Uh, little hint i'll give you okay so she says it really creeped me out because he didn't acknowledge them at all but i could feel these people watching us at the time i was too scared to let him know that i recognized them on a second date it would have been obvious that i was on social media stalking him you know <laughs> i'm trying to think of what i would have done in this situation i feel like i would have been like listen i have to tell you something <laughs> it's totally normal to stalk people i stalked you these are your friends yeah <laughs> I know. I know. That's what, yeah, probably. Okay, keep right? going. Okay, all right. So she says- but she's, Also, you're just frozen and like, yeah. you can't see clearly in the moment and you're like, am I the weird one or are they the weird? You're just not sure. Right. Okay, yeah. And like, going. what if I'm wrong? What if they're not? But yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So she says, so we left the dinner. He drove me home and I asked him to go on a third date with me specifically to ask in person, why were all your friends at dinner with us? And why didn't you acknowledge them as I wanted to see his genuine reaction? He proceeded to admit everything and said that his friends wanted to, quote, spy on me because I was the first girl he had been truly interested in since his ex of three years. Wow. Um, he then proceeded to tell me that he didn't actually live in the same area as me. He actually lived one hour away in his parents' house and is currently training to be a pilot, not actually one yet. Oh, you guys. Uh, I immediately broke it off and told him I was creeped out and that you can't start a relationship based on lies. Did I go out with a sociopath? This is all in caps. Um, anyways, thought you might find this story entertaining. And oh, maybe, yes, we did. Yeah, and maybe share it with your listeners. Yes, we did. And talk about dating app safety because not all hinge dates are safe. Even if you go on a go to a public place, have friends in common, etc., there are clearly some guys who don't give red flags that you need to watch out for. Yeah. I mean, I will say like we've heard there's so many bad story, bad dating stories out there. I don't think that that indicates anything about online dating or hinge specifically or because you can meet a crazy person at a bar. You can meet a crazy person in real life and they don't have any red flags. So yeah. I don't think it really means anything. this guy. I mean, he, it's not like I would. I'm not scared of him. I don't think he's a sociopath. I just I definitely do think he I think he's, he's a like loser. Really, I think he's a loser and really stupid. Like, like, don't pretend you live oh, like nearby in her cool area and you're a pilot and I'm going to take you to this fancy sushi restaurant like you're giving the air that you're you you know you're you're a certain type of person and instead you like live in your mom's house and right. you're like training for this job and you and, I think and you're gonna like have all your friends show up at a restaurant because you think this is like a good idea it's like it's like this guy thought he was living in a movie where you're like right. oh hey let's all go to the restaurant together so that you can like you know meet this girl instead of being a normal fucking human who would you know, tell her the truth. Like, hey, I'm training to be a pilot, which I honestly think is still very impressive. Yes. And say, like, it's really expensive to train to be a pilot. So I'm currently living at my parents' house. But, like, I'd love to take you to dinner and I don't mind driving, you know, to your area 
and you know you don't have to come all the way an hour to where I live. I'll go. I'll I'm no problem driving an hour to where you live. Uh, and then if things go well, hey, would you like to meet my friends? I you know would love to introduce you to them. And things could have been great. They yes. could have been dating for like a year now. Uh, but instead, this fucking idiot decides to lie about everything. Pretend he lives where he doesn't. Pretend he has a job that he doesn't. And then and then be a fucking weirdo and like invite his eight friends to a sushi restaurant that has you know, one table. Like, what is, what are you thinking? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the lies he told are kind of white lies and, like, if that had been it, I could have maybe gotten past it, you know? But collectively. But, but the, the thing with the friends is just such a red flag because even if it was his friend's idea, he should have put his foot down. He should have not told them where he was going. He should have known that, like, first of all, having my friends, they were, it sounds like they were, like, right next to each other. Like, that would probably just make him uncomfortable like you couldn't even act natural exactly like knowing your friends are there and not being able to acknowledge them like that's just going to ruin the date on top of being creepy uh so like yeah that's just like and his friends should have known better what who is this crew terrible is this crew who is this don't do this but yeah i will as far as lying about where you live uh, i always forget that i did this but (laughs) i did that at first because back when i uh, was younger and I was I was living with my parents on Long Island uh, uh, I had like you know I moved home from school and it was like an in-between thing I knew I was eventually going to be back in the city but I wasn't there yet I didn't want to talk to people on Long Island because I was a snob and still am <laughs> so I made my zip code Astoria and I didn't say that I lived in Astoria. Like if it came up naturally, I was always like, yeah. So I made that my zip code because like I'm going to move here soon. But uh, uh, right now I'm living on Long okay. Island. Okay, so I was didn't... always honest. I never lied. Okay, I just, you're it just not that affected bad. the people that I met based on the zip code that I put into the algorithm. All right. It's a white lie. It was a white I'll lie. I'll let it pass. It was a white lie. Uh, and I was much, yeah, I mean, I don't know how old this guy was, but. I was yeah. much younger. It's not as bad. You didn't lie in person. So. Sure. Maybe I'm biased because <laughs> I like you. Yeah. And I know you're not a sociopath. And I didn't have all my friends come to the restaurant. Exactly. And watch me. Um, well, thank you for sharing the story. It was wonderful. Uh, if any of you listeners have great stories like this or if you have questions that you want answered, email us at contact at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Please be concise. You can also find all of our contact info on our website at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Now let's dive into our reason of the week. This week's reason is rocking the boat. That's our girl, Leah. R.I.P. R.I.P. Uh, guys, rocking the boat can mean so many things. I think Leah meant something different when she was rocking that boat. But for the purposes of our podcast, rocking the boat is basically anytime you want to switch things up. Maybe you're too scared because you're comfortable. You don't want to mess with the status quo, but you're also not completely satisfied with where things are. Or if you were, you wouldn't be considering switching things up. I got inspired by this by our email wanting to have with her husband wanting to have a threesome because that is for sure rocking the boat. You don't know where how things are going to end up. You have no idea if that can like make or break your marriage, how that's going to affect the relationship. It's very scary, but maybe it can be great. And maybe that will put things to rest and he can move on and they'll have kids and, you know, have a great strong marriage knowing that they, they did this one crazy thing. And maybe if they don't do it, 
you know, he'll always wonder and like, you know, like that could cause friction in the marriage or having the threesome could cause friction. You don't know because you can't predict the future, which is why rocking the boat is so hard, you know, because you can't predict what will happen. Right. And that's why I think it's really important to know yourself really well and know like what your boundaries are and what you can live with. Because like, yeah, like big making it taking a big risk can have a big payoff. But at, at least like if you're like with our specific example of our listener having the threesome, if she does it being like, you know what, I'm into this too. I'm excited to see if it like improves our sex life. And it, if it really works out well, great. If it doesn't work out, at least she can be like, well, I was interested to see how it worked out. But if, if she wasn't into it and she still did it, then she would always blame herself. Yeah. You know what I mean? I totally agree. Like you got to go with your gut. And there's so many things that can, you know, rocking the boat can mean a lot of things. Like it can mean, you know, moving in together. It can mean getting engaged, having the threesome, quitting your job, bringing up a tough subject that you've never brought up. You know, ha- have you ever rocked the boat in your relationship with Ian? Um, I, yes. Well, actually, I feel like for a long time we were both afraid to rock the boat um, because like, you know, that we went through, I've talked about before, like we kind of went through a rough time when we were both unemployed um, and like we were both just kind of in depressive states. We were spending a lot of time together, like too much time during the day. And we both kind of had resentments build up that we never acknowledged for a really long time because then things got good again and we didn't want to upset each other. But those feelings didn't go away. Resentment about what? Like, hmm, I'm trying to think of examples. Like he would want to do things and I wouldn't want to go because I was like depressed. And he kind of, he felt like we always did things that I wanted to do, but we never did like his things. And then it kind of like he would always be the one to clean and I wasn't always like pulling my weight there. So like things eventually improved. Like we fixed those things, but he because we never talked about it he was never able to shake those feelings and didn't know why and then when he finally rocked the boat and brought it up we actually had a huge fight it was like a big blowout but it made our relationship way stronger oh that's beautiful i know but we could have broken up yeah you don't know (laughs) because like yeah those big huge like seismic shifts in relationships can go either way and that's what's so scary about rocking the boat and when you're considering when you want to rock the boat in your relationship you got to consider a lot of things like what's the real reason you're considering rocking the boat is it because it's genuinely in your heart or is this just a momentary thing that you think will pass like the threesome are you like you know uh this is this is something i genuinely want i think i i I want this i want this for the rest of my life (laughs) or is it just a momentary thing you know same with like I don't know, deciding to have kids or or moving in with somebody or, you know, like, yeah, there's just so many big, big decisions where you're like, should I just keep things chill and keep things how they are? You know, is this something that will eventually happen? And in that case, are you rushing? Like this, you know, example would be moving in with somebody. Like, are, do you think you'll eventually move in and wanting to bring it up? Are, are you rushing into that or are you delaying the inevitable? You know, there's a lot of things you got to consider. Yeah. And yeah, and consider your motivations. Like, why do I want to like move in right now, even though it's not been a long time? Like, is that because you feel like you can't live without that person and like it has to happen now? Or like you seeing all your other friends moving in and like, like who, who are you doing this thing for? Are you doing it for yourself? You got to ask yourself that question. Ask yourself all of those questions before you decide to rock that boat. This brings us to our reason of the week breakdown.
Rocking the boat is a big deal. It can be a seismic shift that can change the future and all of humanity. Maybe. Uh, so much so that songs have been written about the subject. There are two Rock the Boat songs when I did my research. One from the 80s by the Hughes Corporation that we played earlier. And the other by our girl Leah, who I also just played. Uh, they might be talking about different boats rocking, but that's besides the point. Is that kind of like don't come a knocking like when the like, boat's rocking? Will you rock my boat? Not the motion of the, what is it, size of the boat, motion of the ocean, yeah. that, that whole thing? Uh, so I'm going to test Angela's knowledge of song lyrics in a game we call Rockin' Out on the Boat. <laughs> okay. I am going to read a lyric, and you have to tell me what song it's from. Is it from the Hughes Corporation, or is it from our girl, Aaliyah? Because they're, they're very different songs. They are. Okay. This, this is interesting. All right. You ready? Yes. So I'd like to know where you got the notion. Said so I'd like to know where you got the notion. <laughs> that is the Hughes Corporation? And I didn't sure. know they were called that until today. So thank you very much. Boy, you better not be cheating. I'm not. I'm not. Boy, you know you make me float. Boy, you really got me high. I feel like I'm on dope. <laughs> I feel like that's Aaliyah. <laughs> sure is. Aaliyah. I didn't know she was so sassy with the dope, being yeah. on dope. She feels like she's on dope. She must know what that was like. I don't know. Damn. Change positions. New positions. New positions. New positions. <laughs> now stroke it, baby. Uh, Aaliyah? She, I like, you know, she's such an inspiration because she really like told, you know, was telling the guy, this is what I like. You yeah. know, I, sometimes in bed, I'm like a little afraid to do that. Right. And you're definitely correct. It is a different boat. Different type of boat <laughs> she's talking about. Ever since our voyage of love began, your touch has thrilled me like the rush of the wind. Hughes Corporation. Sure is. Oh, yeah. And your arms have held me safe from a rolling sea. There's always been a quiet place to harbor you and me. I'm trying to hear like the chorus after. And I'd like to know what you got. Okay. Yeah. The Hughes Corporation. Yep. Okay. All right. Two more for you. Because you, because you get me to where I'm going in a jury, you'll get my vote. <laughs> is that Aaliyah? I feel like you kind of give it away because you say it in a more sultry voice. Oh, no. Okay. All right. This last one I'm going to try to do as neutral as possible. Okay. Last one. Say it in a British accent so I won't be able to guess. Let's do it in a hurry. That's too slow. Go ahead and put that thing in overdrive. That actually really helps uh, because I have no idea. Um, let's say Aaliyah. Duh. Go oh ahead and God. put that thing Hey, A.K.A. that D. The 80s were crazy. It could have been the Hughes Corporation. Maybe. But I'm glad it was Aaliyah. Well, you killed it 100%. That's probably the best anyone's done on any quiz. Yes. Uh, we hope that was helpful and we hope we cleared up this week's reason because that is it for this week's This Is Why You're Single podcast. Check out our book. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and our audiobook on Audible. And yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah, you can also get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors. For a full list of our sponsors and the codes, check out our podcast page on thisiswhyoursingleshow.com. We are also on social. So follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Your Single Show. You can follow our personals. I am at Sparadactyl on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Laura Lane Rad on Insta and Laura Lane on Twitter because that B wouldn't give me just Laura Lane on Insta too. You can't just make your life easier. No, some girl refused to sell it to me. Well, I hope she's doing amazing things with it. I don't even think. I think it's private. Bitch. What a waste. Bitch. Uh, just <laughs> well, kidding. I'm sure she's a very nice, loving human. Sure, sure. Well, if you'd like to support us, unlike the other Laura Lane on Twitter, you can like and subscribe to us on iTunes. And thank you guys for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. Bye. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Bye.
That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>